Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. We have a very special preacher with us tonight, but I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to introduce him tonight. Uh, Brother Sawyer Bounds is going to introduce our preacher tonight. And uh, I, I, I didn't uh, plan this, Brother Sawyer, but I want to say, uh, I want to say this church loves you so much. And we're so proud of you and who you are. Amen. Who you are allowing God to to make you and develop you into. You're such an amazing young man. And uh, if you've never seen Brother Sawyer run the games down in the youth service before before service starts, Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, he's a natural, y'all. I'm telling you, the, the things that he, the games that he comes up, I mean, they're, they're special. He's, he's doing a great job. And we're so proud of you and who you are. Would you welcome Brother Sawyer as he comes? Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm so honored to introduce my grandpa tonight. He's not only a great grandpa, but he's a great Christian. And what you see tonight is what you see at home. He's planted churches all over the country, and I'm better because of you. I love you. Praise the Lord, Anchor Church. I'm glad he didn't say I was a visitor because I sure, I sure feel like I'm part of the family here. Praise God. I'm actually in the spotlight tonight. But it's so good to see such a tremendous crowd in the house of the Lord on Sunday night. I love the church. I love its people. I love its worship. I love its standards. I love its laws. I love its separation. I love what it's done for me, done for my family. I'm a third generation Pentecostal. And I grew up in church. And uh, I have zero complaints about the church. I grew up when they had wooden homemade benches and when they had church to one o'clock in the morning, they'd shout the glory down. And then they'd shout some more. <laughs> but I'm so happy to be a part of the church tonight. It has the right builder. It has the right foundation. I'm telling you, it has the right CEO. How many knows what his name is tonight? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. So happy to be here with Lakin and Sawyer and Jillian and Finn and, and to be in church with Dylan. I enjoyed the young folks tonight. How about you? Praise God. Dylan's, Dylan's grandpa, I love Dylan's grandpa, Kenneth Haney. He was very special to me. He was very kind to me and my family in our endeavor to plant churches and and I'll love him I'll love him forever I, I hate it that he's already gone on to be with the Lord but I'm sure he's happy in Jesus tonight 
But it's so good to be here with all of you wonderful people, and I can't say enough about you. I'm going to read in John the 6th chapter and the 66th verse, 666. It doesn't sound real good, does it? I believe it was Ronald Reagan wouldn't move in his home until they changed the address. His address was 666. But I'm not leery of John's 666 tonight. For the time, for that, from that time, many of his disciples went back. Everybody say they went back. And walked no more with him. Then Jesus said unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? I can understand the frustration. I've had people walk out. I had chest pains for a long time one time. And, and Brother Mark Foster told me, he said, the church doesn't belong to you. It belongs to Jesus. He preached one message and everybody left but his disciples. <laughs> so just do what you can do and leave the rest to Jesus. That's pretty good advice. But it sounds like Jesus is a little frustrated. He said, you going to? He was going to let them go and quit himself, wasn't he? It sounded like it. No, he wasn't really. <laughs> and then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words to eternal life. Let's pray. Lord, we love you for your word. We love you for the church. We thank you for your blood. Thank you for salvation in the name that's above every single name. Thank you for everyone that's gathered here, Lord, under the sound of my voice, that's coming to this place to lift up holy hands and worship you tonight. We pray for the anointing, for preaching, and anoint the congregation for receiving tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody says amen. amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm glad for the word of the Lord. It's a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. It's a pilgrim's staff and a traveler's map. It's a sinner's savior. Praise God. It teaches the way of the Lord. I want to hide it in my heart like David of old. Praise God. He said that I might not sin against thee, O Lord. There's nothing like the word of God. I'm so proud of Finn. He, I think he quizzed out number one quizzer this week. Woo, that's incredible. That's incredible. And these, these youngsters have been, from this church, have been amazing quizzers, and they keep putting that word in their hearts. There's nothing better they could ever do in life, preparing for life, than putting the word of God down in the depths of their soul. But Peter said, Lord, where would we go? Thou hast the words to eternal life. And I'd like to preach for a little while today on, it's not that Jesus has made me stay. He just wouldn't let me go. I like this song, Jesus got a hold of my life. And he won't let me go. Jesus got into my heart. He got into my soul. How many knows this song? Oh, I used to be oh so sad, but now I'm happy, free, and glad. The reason is Jesus got a hold of my life, and he won't let me go. I am so happy that Jesus got a hold of my life. <laughs> Praise God. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Praise God. I, uh, two weeks ago, I think it was, Sawyer and, and your pastor and I went up to my mom's old house where I grew up until I got married. And, and it's, it's, 
dilapidated and falling down. People have gone in and stole all the wiring and all the plumbing and, and the yard's grown up. And I was up there looking and I looked and I, I was looking for an old apple tree that was special to me. We had some old apple trees and, and I remember I had done something to offend mom. How many's ever offended your mom? Mom was professional with a hickory stick. <laughs> I remember one time she told my brother Sammy, she said, go get me a switch, I'm gonna, I'm gonna whip Frankie. He comes back with a long branch. It was big as my finger. She said, I don't wanna kill him, I just wanna switch him. But I got those pretty regular, it, it kept me in line. And, and I, I never did understand, mom says, now this is, this is gonna hurt me worse than it hurt you. I still don't understand that. Because she could sure use that switch. But I had done something and I climbed up the apple tree to escape mom. And my siblings were under the tree and they were saying, you're gonna get it when you get down. How many has siblings you know what I'm talking about? You're gonna get it and I'd take a bite off an apple and I'd, I'd throw it at one of them. Then I'd grab another, take a bite and throw it at the other one. I wouldn't waste the whole apple but I'd take a bite off of it. And I thought, I am not ever going home again. I'm going to run away. How many's ever thought that when you were young? I'm going to run away. And I'm sitting up there, and it's getting dark, and I'm thinking about, oh, the fried chicken that mom fried. And the chicken and dumplings that my dad fixed, and the corned beef hash, and pinto beans, and cornbread, and... And I thought, man, where could I get that at? And my warm bed, and mom coming in on cold mornings, and, and uh, heating, heating a blanket and laying it over top of us before we got up, and, and the list just went on and on and on. And she didn't say, you're not running away, but just somehow my mama's love just wouldn't let me go. Praise God. And that love of a mama when she was down on her knees at the couch and she was calling my name out to the Lord. God, don't let him go astray. Don't let him be a drunkard. Don't let him be a thief. Don't let him be a liar. But get in the heart of my children and keep them in the church. I'm telling you what, a mother's love can go a long, long way. Praise God, hallelujah. Sometimes you might want to run away. There's, we're living in a quitting generation. Husbands are walking out on their wives. Wives are walking out on their husbands. Uh, people just quit their job. I think an average person switches jobs about 11 times. I think I have moved 11 times. Wow, honey, you put up with me? Somebody said, how did you put up with him? Well, she, she didn't have to stay, but I just wouldn't let her go. And I didn't have to stay, but she, you know what? We've been married almost 49 years. This year will be 49. She just wouldn't let me go. There's something about true love. How's the song go? 99, 44, 100, and baby, you in the morning. <laughs> I'm telling you what, when you're in love, it's gonna do more than anything else. And I like that song, says, I keep falling in love with Jesus. 
Where can I feel like I feel right now? Because I like to feel like I feel when I feel right now. I'm starting to feel goosebumps running up and down the avenues of my soul. You can't get that from JD. You can get it from JC though. You can have your Jack Daniels, but I want my Jesus Christ. Praise God, he's as close as a mention of his name. I can speak the name of Jesus. And I'm here to tell you, he is right on the spot and he's my very present help in the time of trouble. He's my rock in my weary land and my shelter in the time of storm. There's nobody like him in all the earth. You may be seated. There's people that I've known over the years and I've, uh, I've been going to church since I was a baby. I repented in 1968. I, I've pastored, well, since 1990. And plus I pastored a year, about a year, a year and a half before that when we were young. And, and I've seen people that they seem to focus on what's wrong with the church. You ever not meet anybody like that? Well, I got a letter one time and the lady was telling me how bad a pastor I was. I wrote her a letter. I said, I really didn't know I was a bad pastor till I got your letter. Thought I was a pretty good pastor. She sent me another letter, said, I really wasn't mad at you, said I was mad at my husband. I wanted to write another one back and say, well, why jump on poor little old me? But some people just, they, they're, they're negative all the time. They can't find anything good. You ought to get a little optimism about you instead of being a pessimist all the time. It's like the two boys, they put out in the barn, man, and they locked them in there for three or four hours and they came back and, and, and the one little boy was very optimistic. He, he had manure all over his, all over his clothes and, and the other boy had them all over his clothes and, and he was crying. They said, what's wrong? He said, I've got this manure all over me. This place is terrible and it stinks. And, and they asked the other boy, he was laughing. They said, what are you so happy about? He said, this much manure, there's gotta be a pony hit in here somewhere. <laughs> it depends on what you're looking for. What did David say when he comes to church? I'm gonna enter his gates with thanksgiving. I'm gonna enter his courts with praise. I'm gonna be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth will endure all generation. There's nothing like the church. Praise God, Noah, he, he built that old ark. There wasn't one toilet, flushing toilet in that whole ark. I've never been in a barn, especially one that hadn't been shoveled set. You smell that? Woo, that smells good. <laughs> Is there gonna be any stink in the church? Occasionally. I mean, look at, you, look at this mixed group in here. Somebody said red and yellow, black and white, put them together and watch them fight. That happens sometimes. <laughs> There's personalities of all kind in this place tonight, but we're the family of God. Hallelujah, we might have a little conflict every now and then, but I'm here to tell you, we've got our foot on the rock and our minds made up. Jesus is not making us stay in the church, but I'm here to tell you, if you fall in love with him, he will not let you go. He paid the ultimate sacrifice on that old rugged cross and we're bought and paid for by the blood of the lamb. 
I'm a poor rich man. Praise God. You may be seated. Another song popped in my mind, but I'm not going to bore you with it. I'm a poor rich man. Oh, you see, it really happened to me. I'm a millionaire. I know I'm poor, but I've got a lot more than, than many rich folks that I know because I've got a home in the sky that money can't buy. How did I get that? Because he arose first out of the grave. I can, I'm going to rise if I go by the way of the grave. The grave's not going to hold me, but I'm going to come out with a voice of triumph. I'm going to rise up and shout. Because Jesus gave me victory over death, hell, and the grave. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm sure it was kind of miserable in that old ark and the storm was raging and, and the animals are stinking and the noise is tremendous and the rain is pounding on the roof. But it was a whole lot better in that ark than it was out in that raging storm because nobody made it that wasn't in the ark. I'm glad I'm in the church. I can't find anything wrong with the church. Man, the church, it belongs to the Lord. I remember when I was a kid and, and my uncle used to go to church and, and his son was my best friend and he came to me and he said, Dad's not going to go to church anymore so I'm not going to go to church anymore. He was my best friend and I thought, well, I don't think I'll go anymore. You know, it's kind of young and dumb. But you know when mom gets a hold of that ear and takes you to church? We had a drug problem. She drugged me to church every time the doors opened up. I could see myself saying, Mom, I'm not going tonight. Yeah, right. Let me get the switch. Okay, I'm going. Praise God. The Bible says train up a child in the way it should go. When it's old, it won't depart from the way. I'm glad mom took me to church. I remember the first time that I testified and got anointed. Man, there wasn't nothing like that. I was so backward, I couldn't give a book report. But I stood up and testified and the, and the power of the Lord came down. I remember the first time I danced after I got the Holy Ghost. It was the night after I got the Holy Ghost, I danced and, and I was so backward. Uh, when the Holy Ghost eased up on me, I, I sat down and thought, oh man, I hope nobody's seen me do that. <laughs> then the next wave of the Holy Ghost went through, there I was again. Woo. It happened so many times, it didn't bother me anymore. Hey honey, you remember when we were teenagers? We met at the church. She came in at a cottage prayer meeting, which they call cell groups now. But she repented there, but we'd go to church. We went with high expectations that there was gonna be some dancing going on. My dear old daddy, he would come skipping across the front of the church, shouting, hallelujah, praise God. And, and the mighty power of God would manifest itself in the church and people would be healed by the touch of the master's hand. Church is a place to come and have a real good time. The Bible says praise him in the dance. Clap your hands all ye people and shout with a voice of triumph. I am happy to be in the church of Jesus Christ tonight. Praise God, hallelujah. I've seen people leave because they said they got their feelings hurt. You can't hurt my feelings bad enough to make me leave the church. Believe me, I pastored some people that they could hurt your feelings. They got up in the morning and brushed their teeth and sharpened their tongue and they didn't care to use it. Slice you up. I've told people, 
Zip it. Shut up. <laughs> Praise God. The Bible says, study to be quiet. I told one person, I said, you know, you're made. You're, you're, not, you're a little deformed. They said, what do you mean? I said, God gave us two ears and one mouth, so we'll listen twice as much as we talk, but you talk twice as much as you listen. You need one ear and two mouths. Some people don't know when to shut up, so the Bible says study to be quiet. But you can't hurt my feelings enough to keep me out of the house of God. I remember my friend, Brother Garlitz, he said he was preaching for an elderly couple in Charleston, and after church, he said they were going home, and, and his wife, she looked at her husband, she said, what was you carrying on about tonight? And he said, what do you mean? She said, we fought all day, and you wasn't even speaking to me. He said, well, I wasn't mad at God. I was mad at you. (laughs) It's not going to keep me from worshiping God because you were mad at me or I was mad at you. Man, I want to leave all of my contentious feelings outside the door and I want to enter these gates with a pure heart and I want to worship God with all of my heart and all of my soul. Praise God. Hallelujah. He's my refuge and, and he's my strength tonight. A lot of people are asking questions about this day and time and and they wonder what's going to happen to the economy and what's going to happen is this World War III that's ready to take place. But I want you to know tonight, no matter what calamities take place in this world and no matter what befalls our nation or, or what befalls our families, God has not given up his throne and he's in control. He is gonna bring about his perfect will. The stage is being set for the appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. There's a new world coming right away. The Bible says that evil seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And then when it happens, we're in shock. It's gonna happen, but it's a glorious, great time to have a Holy Ghost revival in Zanesville, Ohio. Man, get your eye off the problems and get them on the promise of God. This nation and this people and this church is gonna be what God wants it to be. Praise God. God's still God. He hadn't changed his name to I was or I have been, but he is still the great I am and he is in absolute control. There's nothing that takes God by surprise. Praise God. I'm telling you what, he's still alive and he's still blessing and he's still freeing people. He's still redeeming. He's still baptizing with the Holy Ghost. He's still God of heaven and of earth. He is the creator. He didn't make one mistake. I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand why he does what he does. Look at Job. He told the devil. The devil said, look at Job. You're protecting him is the only reason he serves you. The Lord said, well, go ahead. Take everything he has. You know the story how they came and took his cattle and killed all of his servants but one and all of his sheep. And they wiped out everything he had. And the next thing you know, he, he, he had nothing. And, and then they, uh, the devil came and again. And the Lord said, go ahead. And he took his family and his sons and daughters all died. 
A house fell in and killed all of them one time. How many did he have? Was it 10? 10 caskets in his house at one time? And then he still didn't, he still didn't leave the Lord. And, and, the, and the Lord said, go ahead. And the devil said, if, if you let me touch his body, I'll make him curse you. He said, go ahead, but you can't kill him. Job got down in sackcloth and ashes. Man, he, he was at the verge of death. And his wife said, Job, won't you just curse God and go ahead and die? She couldn't stand to see him suffer any longer. He said, woman, you speak like a foolish one. Though he slay me, yet I'm gonna serve him. I'm not gonna quit because though the skin worms devour this old body, yet in my flesh I'm gonna see God. I've got a promise in the church. Praise God that the grave can't hold me. I'm gonna come out with a voice of triumph. I'm gonna rise up and shout, why would I leave the church? Paul said if only in this life we had hope among men, we'd be most, among men most miserable. But I've got hope. I'm getting a brand new body. I've got a few artificial parts covered up in this, this skin. Got an artificial knee. I've got a couple artificial discs in my neck. And I've got a, the doctor broke a drill bit off in my finger. He said, you'll always have that. I got a piece of drill bit with me tonight. <laughs> I've got a few few screws and a plate. And the boy said, Dad, when the rapture takes place, there's gonna be a lot of clanking and falling around you. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you what, I looked in the mirror this morning and I realized that I'm not getting any younger and I'm not getting any better looking. My body's getting older and older and older, but I want to let you know something when that trump of God sounds. Woo, hallelujah. The Bible says the dead in Christ are gonna rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. We're gonna be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. That promise won't let me go. It won't let me go. Who I feel it? You feel the Holy Ghost? I don't think you can smoke a joint and feel that. It's going up and down the avenues of my soul tonight. They gave me fentanyl at the hospital. I cut two of my, fing- two of my fingers off. You can't much tell it now. Dr. Pop in Columbus, he's an amazing doc. But I went in there and, and they took a scrub brush and scrubbed those ends off. Man, I was hurting so bad. They gave me some fentanyl. And I told her, I said, that stuff's not working. She said, well, here, I'm going to give you a double shot. She gave it to me and I said, well, the cabinets are moving now. (laughs) And I'm thinking, really? Will people actually take stuff to watch the cabinets move on the wall? When I had my knee replaced, they shot me up pretty good when I was in there. They said I was talking a little bit. Talking, 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 talking. But I'm telling you what, I never felt good compared to the Holy Ghost. There wasn't nothing that they could pump in me that would make me feel like I feel. Oh, no wonder the prophet said, it's just like fire shut up in my bones. 
It has to be more than a place where we have a weekly concert of singing and I love singing. It has to be more than a place where we have dramas and plays and, and Sunday morning, Sunday school and where we do, we do funerals and weddings and have Christmas and Easter. Church has to be more than that. Those things won't keep you in the church. They might bring people to the church, but they have to get here and they have to feel the touch of God. I've preached at churches that were so beautiful that it amazed me. Incredible buildings I've preached at across the country. And uh, some, I preached at some that the ceilings were low. One place it was so cold that, that the anointing oil froze. And the guys, he didn't have any insulation. I thought, dude, spend 300 and insulate the ceiling to keep a little bit of heat in this place. But I preached in, in some of them that were pretty rough place. One of them, I looked at it and I thought, I don't know whether it's safe to go in that guy's church or not. But there's people that have run-down buildings. There's others that go to beautiful sanctuaries. Some even worship God in bamboo huts. I seen Sunday before last that the, the Pentecostals in Ukraine, they were on Sunday morning when they were being bombarded by the Russian soldiers and they were in there dancing and worshiping and praising God in the midst of the, of the war zone. What can possibly cause people to do that. It has to be the glory of the Lord. Woo, hallelujah. This is where we sing and this is where we pray and this is where we preach and this is where we worship. We join together and where two or three are gathered in his name, he promised he'd be in the house and Jesus is in the house tonight. One scripture, the Bible says that it was noised abroad that he was in the house. Whew, I feel the Holy Ghost. One guy was sitting back and I went to pray for him and, and uh, the Holy Ghost just hit him, just boom. Didn't know nothing about church. And, and he, I'm not gonna say the word because I don't know whether it's curse word or not. I think it's a substitute curse word. It might be a Pentecostal curse word. <laughs> we say shoot and I can't think of the other ones right now, but I don't want to say the other one. <laughs> he said, what in the world about blew my blank feet off? And what happened about blew my hands off? And he didn't know what happened, but the Holy Ghost had come, came in and touched him and it was like fire shut up in his bones. I looked back one service and there was a guy sitting on the back seat and he's gone. I thought he was having a seizure. I was ready to go depress his tongue to keep him from swallowing it. And I taught him a Bible study the next week and, he, and, and we got to where the people received the Holy Ghost and spoke in tongues. He said, that's what happened to me. I said, what? He said, I was speaking in a language I didn't even understand when I was on the back seat. Where can that happen? In the church. Praise God. Where can you go where the person is that can touch a leper and he stand right up and walk? 
Who can cause the deaf and dumb to hear and start to talk? Who can touch a burning fever brow and cause it to disappear? His name is Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah, I can't let go. I've got a bulldog grip on the kingdom of God. Why do I want the world? A Christian chasing the world is like a pit bull chasing a freight train. What are you gonna do when you get a bite of it? But I've got a bite on the kingdom of God and I am not gonna let it go. You need to hang in there, baby, because payday is coming. Hallelujah, the church. We deal with death and we deal with purpose and we deal with life and identity and judgment and heaven and hell and relationships and the church is the only place that has the answer. This is the church triumphant. It's been through the storm, but the wind couldn't turn it. All of us old people know this song. It's been through the fire, but the fire couldn't burn it. Fed to the lions. Lions couldn't eat it. Fought a lot of wars. You don't know it, but never defeated. What are you keeping your mouth shut for, honey? You can back me up on that song. (laughs) It's the church, triumphant, O Lord, and it's built by the hand of the Lord. I'm talking about the church In the book of Revelation, it's built on a rock. It's got a firm foundation. It's been through the flood. It's been through the fire. But one of these days, this church is going to move up higher. It's not going to be an atomic thrust, but it's going to be a divine pull. That spirit that dwelled in Jesus Christ, if it dwells in you, it's going to quicken your mortal body. I'm not giving up. That spirit's within me because I want to rise to meet the Lord in the air. (laughs) Hallelujah. I want to see my daddy and my mama when I get there. Praise God, the church. There's nothing like the church of Jesus Christ. It's the hope in Christ that keeps us going. Esther could have said, no, Mordecai, I, I am not going in there and lose my queenship. And she said, if I die, I die. I'm going to go see the king. Three Hebrew children could have, they could have bowed their knees and said, well, let's just bow this time. Daniel could have said, no, I'm just not going to pray today. Just one time. No, sir, they had integrity in their spirit and something had a hold of them that wouldn't let them go. And the three Hebrew children said, if I die, I die. And if... We're not going to bend and we're not going to bow. So he heated up the furnace seven times hotter. I was telling this morning in Cambridge, uh, at the gym there's a guy, I've been trying to stay a little bit healthy. And I go to the gym and one guy comes in there and his armholes go all the way here in his t-shirt and he barely has a little bit around his neck and he oils himself up with baby lotion before he comes in. Oh, look over there. (laughs) And I thought, those guys that threw the Hebrews in probably look like him. Like Brother Nehemiah. (laughs) Probably a little skinny guy. 
like Sawyer. Slim and trim. They bind him up, cast him into the fiery furnace. Man, the king was so full of rage. He looked in and all of a sudden he said, how many did I throw in there? And they said, three. He said, well, I see four. And the form of the fourth man that I see, he's like the son of God. They would not be and they held unto the will of God. So we are told. Sorry, I'm full of old songs. I've been stacking them in there ever since I was knee high. Praise God. I don't have country in there. I got gospel in there. <laughs> I've got thousands of songs locked inside some way or some other. I'm glad I don't have locked in there. I got a tear in my beard from crying over you, dear. Or I'm walking the floor over you. and I got a tiger by the tail, can't you see? I only know like one line because my brother used to sing those songs. But I'm glad I've got rock of ages clipped for me. Let me hide myself in thee. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. I'm redeemed by love divine. Glory, glory, Christ is mine. All to him I now resign. I have been, I have been redeemed. Wow, I'm glad to be in the church. Can I leave? Yep, I could go out and smoke some dope and drink some Jack Daniels and I could run around and carouse around. I could lie and cheat and steal, but I don't wanna. What would I leave the church for? One guy went out in the woods one day. He was gonna backslide and he thought, well, I owe the Lord enough. I ought to go out there and, and talk to him for a bit. He got down by a log and he started saying, God, I'm getting ready to backslide and I just figured I should come and be courteous enough to tell you that I thank you for my family that you've given me and I thank you for my house and my car and my job and Lord, I thank you for the food that we have on our table and the list just got longer and longer and longer and he got up and he said, what am I thinking? What am I thinking? I can't leave him. Woo, his love is a strong, binding love. And I'm glad that God is love. He will pick you up when you've fallen down. He'll pull you through when life seems hopeless. He'll be your present help in the time of your worst trouble. He'll be your rock. He'll be your shelter. He'll be your lily in your valley, your bright and morning star. Praise God. He'll be your oasis in your dry places. He's a well of living water springing up into everlasting life. His name is Jesus. Come on to the music. What other God could, could be Abraham's provider? David's slingshot. Daniel's lion tamer. Praise God. Ezekiel's wheel in the wheel and Elijah's mantle. Praise God. Could you imagine? Could you imagine Elijah? Elisha was taken care of. He was the, that's what they call him, Elijah's servants here. And, and uh, when he got ready to be taken up, Elijah said, if you're with me when the, they take me, just ask what? If you're with me, and I'll, it'll be granted to you. He said, I want double what you got. Praise God. Somebody called me one day and said, I don't want to hurt your feelings, 
Carlos Lewis, he, he was a jokester anyway. He said, but your boy preacher's better than you. I said, I hope so. He didn't know what to say. He said, my goodness, I put into him his whole life. I hope he can preach better than his old man can preach. Praise God. But I, I forgot what I was even talking about. I'm 67 years old, forgive me. But I know one thing about him. He's a friend to the friendless. He's a father to the fatherless. He's hope to the hopeless. Praise God. There's nothing he can't do. I was telling somebody, I was telling somebody, oh, I was talking about Elisha. So Elijah would take him to this city and he'd say, you stay here, I'm going over here. He said, no, I'm going with you. He'd follow him. He'd get over to the city. He said, well, you stay here, I'm going over here. He said, no, I'm going to go wherever you go. Man, I'm getting me a double portion. And so the angel came down the fiery chariot and took Elijah home. He didn't even taste death. So the, the mantle falls down and lands on Elisha. He takes it and goes over to the river and he said, in the name of the largest God, and smites the river and it just parted. He walked through on dry ground. You know, he did almost double miracles, almost. He liked one miracle having double. And they buried him in a tomb and his old dry bones was laying in there. And these two guys was running with a dead man from battle. And they were running down the road and they looked and the enemy was coming and they couldn't outrun them because they were carrying a dead man. So they ran over to the grave and threw him in on, on Elisha's bones. Man, when his dead body hit the bones of that prophet of God, he like one miracle, having double. And that man came to life when his body touched the bones of that prophet. He jumped out of that grave and took off running. Can you imagine? I want you to picture, close your eyes. I want you to see this. Could you imagine when you turned around and you was one of those guys and the dead dude that you threw in the grave was chasing you? I guarantee you, but the scripture don't say that that army never caught those two guys. Man, you can't, you can't make stuff like that up. That's true and it happened. Ain't nobody like the Lord in all the earth. <laughs> Man, I'm depending on him tonight. The song says, today is sun and shining. I see dark clouds ahead and I knew that soon I'll have to face the storm. But I'm placing it all in his nail scarred hands. I know he's gonna see me through. Trouble's going to come sometimes. You ever have trouble? I've had trouble. But man, I'm not leaving the church. I remember I went through a real bad, difficult time when, when your pastor was just a little teeny boy. And I, I got cold on God. I wasn't doing all of the filthy sins that people were going, but I just sat like the prodigal son's brother and backslid in church. And I came to church one Sunday and I looked on the, we always had a numbers board, attendance chart. And I looked there and I thought, I remember when I used to care how many came. I used to get up on Sunday morning, I was Sunday school director and I'd call people because if I didn't call them, they wouldn't come. And I thought that day, I don't care 
who comes? And it smote my heart. And I thought, God, what's wrong with me? Sometimes we need to take inventory. What's wrong with me? What's going to happen to my little wife and my two little children if I leave the church? I've seen people leave the church and their kids end up on drugs and their lives a wreck. One guy told me, he, the last thing he told me when I seen him the last time, he said, I wish I would have never taken my kids out of church. So I, I bowed my head. I said, God, if you'll just draw me one more time, just one more time, I don't want to ever leave the church but I'm at a crossroads, but I want you to draw me. If I feel the least little tug at my heart, I'm gonna to run to the altar and I'm gonna repent again. Then the preacher started preaching and I felt, how many knows that feeling? Little tug on the line, like getting a nibble on, the, on your fishing pole. And I felt the Lord saying, come on. Come on down to the altar. Man, I ran down to the altar. It didn't take me two minutes to pray through and start speaking in tongues again. What am I saying? Sometimes there's going to be hours of temptation. Preach one message and they just couldn't get it. They couldn't understand it and they all walked off. Simon Peter was there and the disciples, he said, you going to? I said, Lord, where would we go? Where would I go? What did I give up? Lonely days, sleepless nights, no peace in my heart, no peace in my mind. Praise God. I don't know about you, but as for me and my house, we're determined we're gonna stay in the church and we're gonna serve God because this is the only joy in the world and the joy of the Lord will be your strength. Let's bow our heads. Oh God, I feel your presence in this place tonight. And I know there's folks, Lord, that the devil's tugging at their hearts and whispering in their ear, trying his best to get them to turn their back on the church. Oh God, I pray that you would touch their mind even like you did the prodigal son when he was down in the, down in the muck and the mire feeding the pigs. And the Bible says that he would have faint filled his belly with the husk of swine did eat because no man gave to him. But all of a sudden, Lord, he had a daddy praying by a calm. And all of a sudden, the Bible says that he came to himself and said, what am I doing here? I'm starving. I'm, I'm ready to eat with the pigs today. And my father's servants have more bread. They can spare bread. What am I doing here? I think I'll go home and be with the Father. Man, don't let the devil turn your head. There's nothing, nothing in those pig pens that satisfy. Broken families, broken marriages, broken lives, addictions. He's a destroyer of family. I've seen all these beautiful young ladies and handsome young men up here worshiping God. He would like nothing better just to turn their heads and cause them to walk out the door. But I want you to know, let the love of God get a hold of your heart tonight. Because he's not gonna keep you from leaving, but if you'll get a hold of him, he won't ever let you go.
Woo. Hallelujah. Go ahead and sing. Can you sing right now? Let's, let's just close our eyes right now. Don't you feel him? He's drawing right now. He's drawing you. While your eyes are closed and no one's looking around, won't you just step on out? Come on down to the altar. Get a good grip on the kingdom of God. For without you I could never Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.